0: Hello and welcome to the Beacon of Hope podcast. Good to have you on this Monday morning. Um, I wanted to give you today three guiding truths. These three two, truths are things I've been taught down through the years. Uh, first is a young man when I was in Bible college, and uh, I've used them uh, ever since learning them, and they literally have been things which have kept me from bad decisions, which have guided me to a place of good decisions, which have helped me to remain steadfast when I needed to, and to see things clearly as they are. I'm going to give you these three in order, tell you a couple of things about them. The first one is don't make a decision when your decision maker is broken. The second one is don't undo in doubt what you did in faith. And the third one is straight from the scripture, to everything there is a time and a season, to every purpose under heaven. And then there's a second part of that I'll talk to you about for a moment. Let me take each one in turn and talk to you about them because these are simple truths which if they become a part of your actual reality of action can really keep you on the right path. The first one is don't make a decision when your decision maker is broken. That's a great truth. Uh, We have the capacity to make decisions. But like all capacities, it is at times... Stronger than others, it is at times healthier than others. If you could imagine there being a mechanism inside of you, it's a decision maker. It's the it's the uh, it is the process whereby you arrive at a conclusion. The issue is not so much at what the conclusion is, but how you arrive at a conclusion. Process is everything when it comes to decision making, and occasionally our decision maker is broken. Strong emotional situation can do it to us. Fatigue can do it to us. Um, sometimes victory and uh, success can do it to us. Um, sometimes a, a great uh, hurt can do it to us. Loss of love loved one can do it to us. Financial stress can do it to us. Um, it can break that decision maker. In other words, our process of decision making becomes faulty in and of itself. Um, we give in to despair. We start to operate out of fear instead of faith. We give in to fatalism uh, and just say, oh, whatever's gonna be is gonna be, I can do nothing about it. These things can enter in, and when they do, it breaks our decision maker. A lot of times, we can tell if that's broken or at least damaged. We can tell we're not in the right frame of mind. We can tell if anger is controlling what we're doing. We can tell if we are in a hopeless feeling. We can tell if we are physically and emotionally drained. Do not feel pressed to make decisions at that time. Many, many, long-term and some even lifetime problems and tragedies come about simply from people making decisions when their decision-maker is broken. Wait get yourself healthy again. Get to where you can see clearly. And and as much as you can with life circumstances, put off making a decision until you can do it clearly and from principle, instead of giving in or giving up or over exaltation. Sometimes it happens with success. People are having success, things are going well, and they are giddy with that success, and so they overreach and refuse to look at the realities that they're faced with. Don't make a decision when a decision maker is broken. The second one is never undo and doubt what you've done in faith. There are some decisions in life we come to where we are convinced it is in accord with the Word of God. It is within the boundary set forth in God's written Word. We believe that we've been led of the Lord in accordance with his word to a decision. We are sure that we should do it at that time. And then afterwards, uh, pressures come against us. Things do not immediately succeed. I'll give you an example of this in the Bible. God sent Moses to go talk to Pharaoh. And, of course, Moses was very reluctant at first. In fact, so much so that God actually had to become angry with him. And then Moses goes and stands before Pharaoh. Well, when he goes and stands before Pharaoh, Moses throws down his rod. It becomes a serpent. He he puts a hand in his uh, clothing. It comes out. leprous. He puts it back, and it's clean. He does these things. And then Moses' magicians, devil-possessed magicians, Pull, uh, duplicate those things, and what happens is, cause Moses comes in before Pharaoh and says, "Let my people go." Pharaoh says, "The people are idle. That's why they're wanting to be let go," and and Pharaoh puts heavy, heavy burdens on the people of Israel. They already were a slave nation. They were already oppressed. But he takes away some of the fundamental things they needed to do their jobs with, which was taking away straw, which was an ingredient with which they made bricks. And then he had them beaten because of because of that. Well, when the leaders of Israel came in as a slave nation, they came in to try to redress their grievances with Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, you're idle, you're idle. You're asking to go worship your God. Now go and you have to make the same amount of bricks as you did before but you don't. You have to go gather your own straw. We won't supply it. Well, all the leaders of Israel came out and saw Moses standing there and they chewed him out. And they said, you've made our burden heavier and you've made our, their, their phrase, they said, we made our savor to stink in Pharaoh's nostrils. They said, you've gotten us in trouble. We're already slaves and now we're being beaten and it's your fault. Moses was so caught off guard and discouraged. He went to the Lord and he said, why have you sent me? He said, for you have not delivered this people at all since I've come, and their situations made worse. He had the time of doubt. That's not uncommon. It's happened more than one time. Gideon entered the Lord three times before he went to the battle against the Midianites. Over and over that happened. John the Baptist himself, while he was in prison, sent two disciples to Jesus and asked him this question. Are you the one we look for? Or do we look for another? That's John the Baptist, and he's the one who had pointed out Jesus and said, "Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. If anybody should have been somebody who didn't have doubt, it would have been John. but yet John, in a time of weakness, had doubt. Here's the thing: never undo in doubt what you did in faith. Think about this for a moment, just just, just pause and think about this. I've heard this so many times as a pastor. People say, well, I don't know what to do. And then they do something. I watch that and I'm like, no, 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 You just said you don't know what to do. Well, I don't know what to do. Or worse, they come and say, I didn't know what to do, so I did this. No, if you didn't know what to do, why did you act? Why did you go against what you said you had believed? Why did you go against what you at one time believed was the right way? Oh my goodness, my friends. So much trouble comes if we undo and doubt what we did in faith. Don't you know our adversary, the devil? Don't you know that he likes to work on our doubt and on our fear? And he comes at us in these times of doubt. And so this uh, this saying: Don't don't make decisions when your decision maker is broken. Don't undo and doubt what you did in faith. And then the scripture: To everything there's a time and a season, and a purpose to uh, every uh, for every purpose under heaven. There are seasons, and that's not just something to keep in mind to be able to endure something that's hard. It's also something to keep in mind to make sure you treasure that which is fleeting. Sometimes I watch parents with very small children, and I know uh, our kids, like all kids, started out very small. It's kind of funny how they all do that, and you have those early times and there's so much maintenance involved and I see people get exasperated and I see them trying to figure it out and keep up with them and sometimes they'll say, well, I can't wait till they get to such and such or I can't wait till they get to such and such. Um, if you are a younger parent listening to this, you're going to get to all those things you want to get to a lot faster than you realize you will. And you will regret if you miss the times that you have. It would be a wonderful thing if people would take time to actually love and enjoy their kids. Some of the most precious memories I have as a dad are just taking time with the boys, hiking, kayaking when they were little, playing little games and doing the things. Just laying on the floor <laughs> and letting, I had two boys and, and they both always liked to wrestle and stuff, just let them waller all over me. And I would just play with them. I have no regrets about any of that at all. To everything, there's a time and a season. It'll help you through the tough seasons to realize that. But it also will help you slow down and cherish the seasons that you have. You're the season of good health and you're in a season of, of strength. Enjoy that season. Bless others with that season. Serve with that season. In marriages, there are seasons. My wife and I met when she was fifteen years old and I was sixteen. We are now both fifty-five years old. Um we are best friends. And there are seasons, like every relationship. There are times that are tough times. There are times that are sweet times. There are times that are uh, that that you adjust and you grow. But they're seasons. Enjoy them as you go. And in your spiritual life, you'll have seasons: seasons of victory, seasons of defeat, seasons of growth, seasons where you love the Lord as much as you did, but you just kind of feel like you're stalled for a while. Those are seasons. They come. And they go. But we're supposed to honor God in all of them. Here's a verse that goes with that. I told you there's a second part of that. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. There's so much I could say about that. But distortion, sin, damage come, a lot of it comes from wrong timing. Some things that are beautiful at the appropriate times are extremely damaging at the inappropriate times. And God hath made everything beautiful in his time. Let's prepare so that we can take full advantage when those times come. Let's enjoy so that we don't miss the value of those times while they're here. And let's reflect so that we can learn from the times that we've had. These are some thoughts for a Monday morning. God bless you, and I hope that you have a great day and that this is the beginning of a great week.